You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the MLB Extras Minnesota Twins podcast. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, joined by Twins beat reporter Rhett Bollinger. And Rhett, uh, obviously the biggest story in the Twin Cities right now is the managerial search. So let's first dig into you know the decision to let go of uh, Paul Molitor after the 2018 season. Um, had to be a difficult one for the Twins. I'm, I'm sure it's one of those where, you know, new regime uh, with Derek Falvey and, and Thad uh, Levine entering their second year. And, you know, Molitor was not their hire in the managerial chair, but, you know, they had the success in, in 2017 to the wild card run. Obviously a big step backwards in 2018 and Molitor uh, suffers the fall for that. Yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise, you know, to have Molitor win the manager of the year award in the American League, uh, you know, 2017 and the next year to have a rough year and to, and to be let go. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, you know, this is a front office that didn't have a chance to hire their own manager. You know, after that season uh, that, you know, Molitor won the manager of the year, they ended up extending him for three years. Um, but, you know, last year didn't go the way they wanted it to. Now they have their kind of opportunity to find the guy that they want. Um, but it's a tough call. You know, Malder really you know, was a Minnesota guy. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, the players all respected him. Um, you know, he was a pretty good manager. I thought he did a good job for what the players that he had. You know, this year was a rough year. You know, a lot of the stuff that went wrong was kind of out of his control, whether it was Urban Santana being injured or the, you know, the injuries and ineffectiveness of, you know, Byron Buxton and Miguel Sano. So a lot of things went wrong. So that's a tough thing. So right now, you know, they have an offer out there for him to remain in the organization. At this point, I'd be surprised if he took it just because of the way things went. Um, but yeah, t- a tough decision for sure for this front office, but I do think more than anything, they kind of have their chance now to get their guy. Yeah, we know uh, that that's so important in, in today's game, the symmetry uh, between the front office and the managerial chair. Um, so you said, uh, you know, Mulder, not what they're looking for. What are they looking for? What are they looking for in this hire? That's a great question. It sounds like a guy that's going to be kind of analytical, a guy that can kind of get along with this front office on, on a lot of different, uh, these new topics. You know, we saw Mulder do a pretty good job of that this year with, you know, the Twins utilize the opener, some of these new analytics. And, and you know, obviously, the, you know, the, they've done all the shifting. And this year, they were one of the teams that did the four-man outfield more than any other team. Um, so it's got to be a manager that's going to be familiar with uh, kind of the way the game's going right now. Um, so they're, kind of, they're talking to a lot of people right now that are, are, are part of pretty forward-thinking organizations, whether it's, you know, the Cubs bench coach and Brandon Hyde or uh, Joe Espada with the Astros. I know they have some interest with some people with the Indians as well. Uh, even Rocco Baldelli with the Rays, you know, uh, Giants bench coach, you know, Hensley Mullins has been around for a long time and, you know, has been part of those title winning teams in San Francisco. So uh, a lot of names, even some names, some guys that you wouldn't think of, guys like David Ross, Mark DeRosa. Um, but yeah, if anything, I think it'll be a younger guy and it won't be one of those experienced managers. I couldn't see them hiring a guy like a Matheny or a, a Brad Ausmus or someone with experience. I think it's going to be someone who's going to be a little bit uh, more on the younger side or a little bit more on the inexperienced side. You mentioned, I mean, some of the names you mentioned, these are guys who are uh, currently interviewing for multiple managerial jobs, you know, Joe Espada, Brandon Hyde, and the like. Um, so I wrote a column earlier this week looking at the six uh, managerial vacancies right now. It's, uh, you know, a lot of opportunity out there, uh, as you said, for a first-time skipper or a retread. Um, if, it, if it's somebody who has their choice of teams right now, and may, that might even be the case with some of these guys, what sell me on the Minnesota Twins uh, situation because – you know, again, not far removed from a playoff appearance, uh, some young talent in that system, but obviously, you know, coming off a, a very disappointing year in 2018. I still think there's a lot to like about the Twins right now in terms of going forward. This year was a step back, but a lot of it was kind of injury related. And even when they made those moves to the deadline, 
you know, they sold again for the second straight year and traded away, you know, six veterans. They still finished with a win- winning record after the trade deadline. So at least they finished, you know, somewhat strong. Uh, but the big thing is, is this division right now uh, is pretty weak. We know last year it was a, a tough year for the three rebuilding teams and you have the Indians up top. Uh, I think that right now the other teams that are rebuilding are still kind of in that mode right now. And the Indians obviously have some tough decisions with some tough free agents, including in their bullpen and Michael Brantley and, uh, you know, Lonnie Chisenhall, some guys are going to be free agents. So there is an opportunity here for the next few years to really compete uh, in this division because they still do have uh, a good core here. But the biggest thing is going to be a, a manager that's going to be able to get two guys like Miguel Sano and get to Byron Buxton and get these guys to get the most out of their, you know, I guess their potential, I guess you could say. Um, because it just hasn't happened so far, at least not in the last year or so. So uh, I, I do think that this team can compete. Next year it might be a little bit tough to get back into the playoffs, but I do think going forward they have a pretty good core. And, you know, on the way, too, they've got, you know, guys in the in the minor league system that aren't too far away, like Royce Lewis, Alex Kirilov, Ruzdar Gratterall, and Nick Gordon, of course, the infielder as well, we've talked a lot about. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's at least some guys on the way as well. And pitching-wise, you know, they had a lot of guys this year kind of get their first taste of the big leagues, whether it was Cole Stewart or Steven Gonsalves or Fernando Romero. Um, there's some pitching on the way. So I do think this is a, a team right now that's not going to be – this isn't a job you take where you're going to be rebuilding for years. This is Maybe next year you're kind of trying to get competitive again, but I think within two years this should be a team that should be winning and, and should be postseason potentially uh, you know, a contender there. With the sheer number of names involved, with the sheer number of teams looking for a manager right now, uh, with the playoffs ongoing and, and some candidates still involved in the playoffs, uh, I'm, I'm going to guess this is not a decision that's going to come down in the next few days. This is probably something that could drag out another couple of weeks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right now, the kind of the, still kind of in the preliminary part of interviewing guys. I think in, in person, they've interviewed their internal candidates. And I know internally that means Derek Shelton, the bench coach, who has a shot at it. You know, he's a guy that, uh, the front office really likes and is really personable a guy, uh, understands some of the, you know, the modern analytics and all that stuff. Uh, and James Rousen, the hitting coach as well, uh, came up through the Yankees system. So he knows all about that kind of stuff as well. And, you know, and, and uh, so, yeah, those are two internal candidates they've interviewed. I think right now a lot of the other guys are kind of reaching out to and maybe doing phone interviews with, whether it's Espada or, or Hyde and, you know, guys that are still in the postseason like Espada. So that's going to be one of the tough things is that, you know, when you have – uh, manager candidates that are still part of the postseason action are going to wait till they're done. So, yeah, I think at this point, uh, you know, like I said, they are competing against other teams to get a manager, so that could kind of push it forward a little bit. But I do think right now they're not quite at that process yet where they're too close to making a decision. Right. You mentioned Miguel Sano earlier, and he's been such an enigma for this club. Uh, you know, Rookie of the Year finalist back in 2015 and um, ha- had some good stretches since then, but also some horrendous stretches and, uh, you know, had injury issues and, and was sent down. Uh, to the lowest level in the minor leagues uh, in, in 2018. And uh, even this offseason, there was the, the report out of Dominican that you know, he's leaving a nightclub and hits a police officer with his car and breaks his leg. But it, it appears that was simply an accident. But um, it does nothing to uh, to improve the Miguel Sano storyline, as it were. Where do things stand with Sano? Uh, what, what's he up to this winter? And, and what's his uh, 2019 prognosis look like? Well, the Twins are definitely going to monitor Sano very closely this offseason. As you said, he got into that uh, kind of, I guess, the incident, we could call it, in the Dominican Republic uh, in the offseason here, where luckily, like you said, it, was, it ended up being uh, a little bit, the early reports ended up being a little bit overblown in terms of what happened. Uh, and, you know, luckily he was able to uh, have the charges dropped. He did hit the police officer, but apparently it was an accident and, and he was helpful. But still not a good look for him, the initial reports, and just the fact that, you know, he's had so many issues in the past. Uh, and this year was was a tough one for him, you know, coming off that, you know, the shin surgery. He, he had that overweight problem coming into the camp. 
Uh, it kind of lingered into the season and, and just really was never really in shape. And uh, as you talked about, they sent him down for six weeks to the minor leagues to lose some weight. And he did. To his credit, he lost roughly 20 to 30 pounds down there. And, but the issue was he came back up and didn't really hit much better uh, in the majors and, and then ended the season on another injury on a slide in the second base. So uh, the injury-prone part of it's a, a tough part for him to kind of get over here. But really the biggest thing, too, is the production really dropped off. You know, he was an all-star in 2017, and this year really never showed too many flashes of it, really. Um, but he still has that power. So I think the Twins right now in the offseason are going to have him work out a lot in uh, their spring training complex in Fort Myers. So they can kind of have a little bit closer uh, watch on him, I guess you could say. Um, and he still will work out in the Dominican as well. But I think more than anything, he's going to split time between the Dominican um, and Florida so they can get him into shape and make sure that uh, you know nothing really goes on with him because right now he's kind of had that this last year plus or so has been so rough for him. Uh, they kind of have to kind of keep an eye out for him. But I, I do think he's still, you know, he's only 25. There's still a chance he could turn this around. But uh, the organization trying to do whatever they can to kind of get, get that to happen. And then Byron Buxton had uh, another stalled year of, of development, uh, improvement, what have you, in 2018. I think a lot of us were expecting big things from Buxton after the second half he put together in 2017. Some people were even touting him as a potential MVP candidate in 2018. That did not happen. He played 28 games. He hit 156. Uh, he dealt with migraines, a broken toe, a, a left wrist strain. Um, with, with all the missed time and, and, you know, spent time in the minors, of course, with, with all the missed time and uh, with, with his importance to the Twins roster moving forward, is, will he see some action uh, in winter ball this year? What, what's the plan for him? At this point, no. We talked to, you know, Thad and, and, and Derek last week about that. And I think at this point they're going to not have Byron play in winter ball. But Miguel Sano is likely to play in winter ball. But, uh, but at this point, I think Byron just going to kind of go home and continue to rest his wrist, which right now I've been told is doing a lot better. Uh, you know, I think at this point it's pretty much fully healed, but they don't think he really needs the at-bats right now in the winter ball. Uh, if anything, they kind of want to keep him healthy all the entire offseason. He's been so injury-prone over his career. So next year is going to be a big year for him. You know, this year, like you said, a lot of people had, a, had big thoughts for him in terms of that big second half the, the previous year. You know, he'd won the Platinum Gold Glove and, the you know, the Wilson Defender of the, you know, Defensive Player of the Year Award, um, but hadn't really put it together at all this year in terms of the injuries he had. You know, they go to Puerto Rico and he gets the migraine. And then sure enough, that very first rehab game on that Monday, he breaks his toe and then tried to play through it. That didn't work out. The wrist ended up, you know, having that wrist injury, tried to play through it, re-injured that one as well. So just another bad luck season for him in terms of injuries. But, you know, same thing, a young guy like Sano still some time to turn it around and it could just be a lost year you could bounce back from. But it's also tough with him, you know, not being a September call-up. You know, I think that he wanted to be up there. Obviously, uh, the front office felt like it was better for his long-term interest not to be up there and to keep him healthy. And also the big thing too is the front office gains an extra year of control on Buxton with that decision, which is one of the reasons why Buxton, you know, and his uh, representatives were not happy with that decision. Um, so at that point too, the twins have to kind of do a little bit of mending of that relationship as well and make sure that Buxton comes into camp uh, in the right frame of mind, because we know that he's had some trouble in the past with some of the pressures on him. You know, he's the number one prospect for so long. And now he's kind of coming in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because of the front office decided not to bring him up in September. So, very curious to see how he does, but, you know, he's a hard worker, a good guy that, you know, that you don't have to worry about too much in that sense, but obviously he's got to hit at some point. That just hasn't happened uh, much outside that second half of uh, 2017. Brett, when the World Series ends, the, the first order of business will, uh, for, for all clubs, will be decide what to do with player options. And uh, the Twins have a couple with Irvin Santana at $14 million for 2019 and Logan Morrison for $8 million for 2019. Both those players have a $1 million buyout. I'm going to guess uh, buyout in, in both of those cases. What do you think? Yes, at this point, yeah, they're going to buy out both those guys. You know, Irvin, 
There's maybe a chance they could bring Irvin back on a lesser deal, but at this point, I'd probably be surprised if that were to happen. And yeah, Logan Morrison had the hip surgery. Um, I think he's supposed to be ready, you know, sometime during the season next year. So same thing. I, I don't see any chance that they're actually going to pick up the option. And maybe they could re-sign him to like a minor league deal or something like that to bring him back. But both those guys, I think at this point, I kind of expect them to be elsewhere. All right. That's good stuff from Rhett Bollinger. We'll be uh, checking in with Rhett throughout the offseason as the Twins uh, make some pretty big decisions on the managerial front and on the player personnel front. Uh, a lot going on in Minnesota. So, Rhett, thanks for doing this. No problem. Thanks for having me on again.